name's Trevor Strunk, Hagelbond on Twitter, and I have with me um, developer of uh, actually some of my my uh, my favorite. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you'd call your games experimental or not. We'll get to it. Um, but uh, it's Jack King Spooner, uh, uh, someone I know a lot of you uh, uh, quite enjoy, and I've streamed uh, Dujana uh, before, and and you know, uh, wonderful to have you on, Jack. Hey, thanks very much for having me on, Trevor. It's a of course. real pleasure. I'm a bit nervous, so go easy on me. But, oh, uh, of course, yeah. yeah. So do you have like a, a list of questions or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> is this an interview or what? Is it a chat? or? Yeah, it's more like a chat because, you know, I, I I know I've said this off air to people, but like, um, so everyone should forgive me if I've said it on as well, but I uh, I treat this kind of like I treated my teaching, so it's like, it's just very Socratic. Like I just, I just like to hear what people say and then ask questions based on that. It's just way more fun for me. I find if I write the questions ahead of time, I always feel like I'm leaving something on the table because like you'll say something interesting and I'll be like, yeah, that's cool. Okay, so next up, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah. it doesn't work for me. Yeah, okay, yeah, I yeah. see. Yeah. Um, but like, well, so let me ask you. Let me ask you off the bat. Like, so you've been making games for a while now. How how long have you been making games? Um. 10 years, I guess. Okay. Probably about, I mean, games as in video games, yeah. But um, yeah. probably things like, a, I don't know, more kind of, a, I don't know, experimental experiences or interactive art for about 20 years. Okay. But that's, that's not screen-based or anything. No, that's interesting because, like, just off the bat, like, this is something that uh, I think I've thought about in the past with, like, um, I was I was reminded of it because someone mentioned it on Twitter, uh, but I, I haven't been there in years. Uh, Lamont Young's Dream House in New York is like this. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, or the people in, in listening are familiar with it. But it's like a it's basically an installation. Like you go in and there's music playing and there's lights. It's, it's essentially just an apartment turned into an art space. And those kind of things, like that kind of like experimental, as you say, experiences, uh, those always do strike me a little bit like the same not the same same genre or the same sort of thing as but but somehow related to uh video games or what what video games do when they're sort of like more artistically inclined yeah i think um i think uh, maybe not installation but it's something like interactive theater or mm. um is pretty much like um very similar script to something like a jrpg where you you know you can bump into characters and they'll say go over there or whatever i don't know <laughs> oh, you're right <laughs> be a good kind of game you go up to someone and then go over there all right it's <laughs> <laughs> just like a jrpg of like a kafka novel or something like, <laughs> like go talk to this guy and get a form yeah. <laughs> okay yeah all right um but yeah uh no i i like so one of the things i'm really interested in is uh particularly with people who've been making art um uh for a while now um and that's not an age thing. I'm, I'm almost certainly uh, as old or older than you. I, I know. Like I, mainly when I talk to people on this podcast, they're like 23, and it makes me feel like I'm going to turn to dust. Um, but I'm curious, uh, like how has your like uh, process changed as you've gone through it? So like like I, I mentioned Dujana, but like you have a ton of games. Like I'm just looking at your itch. I like to have it up just to remind myself. Uh, and like there, there you have a, a – a pretty big corpus here like how has like has your has your approach to to production or art uh within video games changed over time or have your have the questions you've been asking like become refined or different in any way like or is it just kind of a uh, every every time's a new process i kind of always thought it was all 
part of the same process that um, yeah. everything kind of feeds into each other. I still think that a bit, but yeah, I've not actually thought about this question for a while. Um, God, it's weird being old and being retrospective. But I <laughs> yeah, guess yeah. Um, when I was 18 or 18 to 24, a lot of stuff was um, to be attractive, to be edgy, to be kind of like, you know, fuckable or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, to be a, there's a bit of a smart-assness about it. Then the kind of uh, the first of the gang died mm. and uh, death um, became pretty much the only question on my mind and um, yeah. and this is this is a uh, you can very much see my game works that um <laughs> they're all about death and i wouldn't i mean in a in a literally macabre way but um not in a kind of a traditional normative definition of macabre which is a bit gloomy or a bit kind of uh, depressing i think uh, i think it's just more this kind of question of Whoa! How how come everyone's just got this latent awareness of death and isn't just bringing it up all the time? Um, right. But I think uh, I think I've kind of uh, yeah. Looking back, it's not just about that either. It's um, I mean, this is really really boiling it down to something pretty basic. There's a lot more going on than just these, and I'm just talking about themes here. And thematically, I think I'm moving away from from death to something close to uh, close to truth and love, which might be the mm. same thing, but might not be. Um, so I think truth and um, yeah, something there. So, in, uh, but in terms of um, of form, I'm always interested in kind of looking for the best way to express an idea. So. Um, so like uh, I thought being an artist was being a painter for yeah. for a long time. I like painting, but then I realized that actually um, um, you can uh, express some ideas better through you know through different ways through performance. Uh, performance got me for a long time um, because of the the excitement of performance and the spontaneity of uh going off script and stuff like that that got me a, a lot but then realizing that there's a maybe better way so then i found uh okay this is the kind of medium i like to work in what are the best ways to express the i what are the ideas best expressed through this medium so a kind of reversal of uh instead of having an idea and finding yeah. the 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 costume for it um Having a costume and seeing what what dance you can you can uh, get out of it. But and I really, I really like I really like that approach because it it reminds me a lot of like sort of the the I don't know like the way people would think like in basically the way people think about art and like um uh I don't know uh, the changing or liminal times where it's like you know, what do we, what do we have at our, at our fingertips? And like, how can we start talking about these things that are around us that just like confuse us constantly? Um, like your games deal a lot with like, I mean, again, this is, this is probably overly simplistic, but like the, the idea of like impossibility or, or difficulty or, or like inexpressiveness and, and like, 
you know, the the idea of finding a medium first is a good way, uh, to me anyway, of like getting to that core of, of you know, difficulty or impossibility to express. Um, you know, you, you can't just say it outright. It has to sort of be through these levels of uh, abstraction. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's right. Uh, it's all about abstraction. It's all about um, expressing something which can't be said in unvarnished prose. That's what it. Mm. That's what it's all about. That is uh, kind of the the meaning of art. I, I for me, um, it's not about uh, technique or. I mean, it all all feeds into the same thing. But for me, it's a. It's that expressing something you know you can't say just in text or you can't say just through saying it out loud yeah uh, so tell me a little bit about the um so you said something about like performance right um this is something that's really interesting to me with video games um you know I came from talking about literature was like the first thing that I really did professionally and um you know such as it was and a lot of what I liked about talking about literature was the, what I assumed to be the, the getting rid of like the unnecessary part of the thing, which is uh, the audience. I, I, I never thought about like reception with literature. I, I found it, you know, uninteresting. And I guess with literature, I still do. Yeah. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it out. Like I, you know, I, I, the scales fell from my eyes or whatever. Um, I still have those scales when it comes to books, but the, like, it's, it's interesting with like talking about games, you, you ultimately can't, ever ignore the player like the, the the they exist like in all these things and and the games you know necessarily respond to them i think performance is the same way but maybe a little less un, un uh controversially how do you see like do you see games as like a way of performance where you have like uh you know limited or engaged or, or whatever done something to the audience or is there is there similarities there for you with like the concept of performance when you're developing? Yeah, um, I, I don't think it's the concept of performance, but uh, definitely the uh, I don't know, kind of uh, changing the question, but definitely the concept Please. of uh, of um, of game. What a game is is very important to to making a game. <laughs> That's a stupid thing to say, but what I mean by that is uh, I have to be aware that I'm making a game. I think that's a problem with a lot of uh, indie games that they're trying to be, uh, you know, I try to be as entertaining as possible. It might not seem like it, but uh, it might not seem like it for people who want to, I don't know, see something different in it, but then they're just not looking at it. Uh, <laughs> they're just not looking at what they're playing. Yeah, I think one of the one of the risks in in indie gaming is like you get games that are more like a lecture than a game. Yeah, and your games aren't lectures. Like I would say, like so, Dujana, like I said, is the one I'm most familiar with. But also, like it's a extremely political game um, in some ways, and 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 sad, is it? and like it felt political to me when I was playing it. Oh yeah, you not see tell, it that way. Tell me about that. <laughs> well, it felt it felt like sort of an allegory about um, about like you know, the the struggles in the Middle East uh, in a lot of ways. But I suppose... What does it say ways. about that? What does it say about that? Oh, it's, now you're turning it back on me. Uh, it's brutal. Well, you I, said... I, you I just, deserve this. You just in, said my game was political. Well, it, felt, it felt political to me. No, it, you know, like it has... I think it. I think to me it is the. So I think on I'll, Steam it is. It, 
explicitly says it's apolitical. <laughs> now, see, uh, uh, that, that's the thing with me. I never trust. I never trust the artist's statement on the front. That's uh, never. Um, no, well, I think, now, like, I think... now you've got to the core of what Dujan is about. <laughs> You're not meant to trust what I'm saying. You're meant to think for yourself. That's what Dujan is about. That's fair. I think, like it's... you know, it's interesting the way. But I, I appreciate the question though, because like it is. You know what I find political about Dujana is is that it deals with war, that the character that it is in, in a desert place, that it feels um, as if you're meant to play someone who is exploited and 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 unfairly sort of like put in, into you know um, situations outside of their control, um, and that feels in some ways playing it from the West. It feels you know I immediately am like oh this is like what. Uh, my country did to so many people. Um, but I think ultimately, yeah, like that's, that's what I bring to it. Uh, the, the, you're, you're totally correct. Like if, if the artist is a political and I say it's political, that's like a, that's an argument that's actually happening in the gameplay as well. Well, it's a very good ar argument because, um, because it doesn't really, I know it's a bit, bit kind of a, whatever death of the author postmodern but uh, yeah it doesn't really matter what i say it's about um i like i like when authors argue it i i i so i don't like i will always listen to authors say what the thing is about i never trust i, ne the I try ne i try never to say what it's about <laughs> I, I appreciate that too uh, but like i i appreciate it because but of the way you approach there's it so, there's some artists who who don't even don't even get into the topic of it like david lynch never tell like just stops conversation about what his stuff is about. I yeah, think that's not very fun. That's not very fun at all. So um, yeah, you asking me and like and and putting it on me when I say, oh, it seems political to me, and then saying, huh, why? That like that that's cool to me. That's a that's <laughs> that's a good way of of being like. I like that you've not been able to point out that it's political. Besides the fact that it's uh, in the Middle East, it's just this kind of like this, uh, background guilt of. Uh, haven't fucked up. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> no. It's a total. Of people's lives. It's of... a total aporia for me. Like I didn't even. I brought that completely on my own. Mm. Uh, it is not there in the text. Yeah, no. And that's like. There's another interesting reading, which is um, from Muslim players, which um, which I've both had. Uh, that is uh, anti-Islam propaganda. That is mm. uh, pro-jihadi. Oh no, that's not from. Uh, Muslims, that's from right-wing Americans saying that it's pro-jihadi stuff. Uh, and I would just, just say, well, besides the, the cosmetic thing, what, what, it's not about Islam. It's about, perhaps it's about something else. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, like, ultimately, I think, I think what you're getting at is, is really interesting because it's like, the, the reason I never trust artist statements is because artist statements are necessarily meant to be sort of surface-level declarations, right? Um, you're meant to read the artist statement before you uh, experience the art or afterwards if you want an explanation. Um, whereas what you're providing is more like a provocation. And I think artistic provocation and like saying like, did I do that in the work? Like, can you, can you show me where I did that? I wish more artists did that because that's actually like one thing that Dujana does, and like I think unequivocally, is it like – it asks you to engage with it in a in a very like sort of active way. Like you you have to put some work into um 
you know, interpret and figure out the text. It's it's a game. It's playable. It's not like isn't that a nice thing to do? Isn't that yeah. a nice thing for for a? Oh no, to I do? didn't mean that as an insult. That's yeah. That's, no, no, that's, no, uh, no. That's I, know, yeah. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. I just like it when something encourages me to think for myself and doesn't. Uh, so yeah, I'm quite happy with that Dujana game. Can you talk to me about some of you, uh, some of the games I know a little less? Like I, you know, in doing some research for this episode, uh, such as I did, I I noticed I hadn't played a lot of your games, and I, I plan to fix that. But um, also, anyone listening should should go ahead and go to itch and buy Jack's games. Um, I don't know where do you get the most? Is, is the is the cut still biggest from itch? Yeah, the cut's still the biggest from itch, um, and I like then. I like itch as well. So I think it's a uh... I like Itch too. Supporting them as opposed to, they deserve the money more than Valve. I think. Um, if, yeah, I think I think that's unequivocal. I think uh, I think it's hard to say that Valve deserves more money. I think they're. <laughs> uh, no, they did good work. Come on. Oh yeah, but I think they you know they've gotten they've gotten uh, remunerated for it at this point. Uh, once they release Half Life Three, I mean, all bets are off, and we'll we'll be in a new a new age. Uh, but what talk to me a little about um, sluggish Morse? Uh, the sort of like is that it seems like a recurring sort of like thematic container. Um, you have uh, if I'm counting right, you have three sluggish Morses, um, yeah, or four. No, you have four. Uh, uh, one of them's a game I made in a couple of weeks and stuck on Steam to see if I could. Uh, it just doesn't really count, but I like that. <laughs> I quite like that. It's like it's like a two. So, Local multiplayer game. I was wondering if that was the one. I was completely, like, completely. Uh, but you know, why not? Yeah, why not? no, it's exactly. Um, well, it's, it's its own. I mean, you're you. You've already talked a lot about how you uh, how you like to play with form, right? And like, I think playing yeah. with the the sort of more um, arbitrary or or seemingly uh, 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 disposable elements of gaming, like a local multiplayer brawler, is is a good idea. Like, mess around with it, see what's in there. Um, so I guess the the thing is um, thinking about um, if sentience is going to make it, mm. how would that look? That's kind of in the background of it. So like um, make it make it through. I guess what? I like, guess the next hundred years. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. Going yeah. So yeah, okay. badly at the moment. No, it's not about the next hundred years. It's about what does it look like if we make it to the end. Okay. Um, okay. What what does what is the end? What is nothingness? And um, and yeah, this goes back to that that thing which uh, you asked me earlier about how how things have changed. I used to be very interested in um, just bringing up questions, loads and loads of questions, like what's this about? What's that about? I'm not so interested in that anymore. That's uh, um, it's more kind of like abstract answers I'm interested in now. But yeah, it started with uh, a lot of these kind of things. What does it, you know, what kind of governance would it be? It would have to mm. be some kind of uh, super benevolent republic where uh, <laughs> we just accept that some people are, some sentience is better than other sentience, and that's uh, that's about it. Um, and you know, uh, and it would it would be a kind of governance which is a uh, very uh, hard to kind of recognize at all and mm. there'd be a lot less things there would be a lot less people and everything would be uh so so then comes another question if uh everything's 
cool. Everything's groovy. How do you uh, how do you make a how do you make a story out of that? Because um, uh, another one of my definitions in my head at the moment is a a story is a is a conflict. Yeah. And uh, if everything's kind of a okay, the okay corral, then how how do you have a story? And um, then the death theme comes in again. This, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if everything's fine, then, um, then I guess you get to choose when your time's up. Yeah. But um, so, what does that look like? And then I bring in things, things which are just um, so everything's fine and has been for long, long time. But then something is not fine. But but that not fine thing is just completely unexplained. Hmm. But you so that was interesting. And again, again, it is just like a like to some extent. All my games is just like a a picture book of aphorisms for nice little ideas surrounding these thoughts, these ideas. Uh, no, not ideas. These thoughts. Yeah. Um, it's like a picture book of aphorisms so um kind of uh listening to people talking about obviously there's no one really talking about these things besides uh besides uh i don't know some physicists and stuff like that well you know what's funny is like i i know we like we before we started we were talking a little bit about like the kind of like inaccessibility of, of philosophy or academia or whatever um which i completely agree with you is like inaccessible and weird um but one of the philosophy is inaccessible it can be academia is maybe academia makes philosophy inaccessible it's certainly possible Ooh, the questions nice. of philosophy are not are are not inaccessible i think that's certainly true cogito or gosam that's great like well, how yeah, do i know but... exists you're thinking I... That's it. Have you read, I but get reading that. past that in Descartes, then he's like, okay, so if I know that, where are my eyes at? And then it just gets That's like... class. <laughs> Isn't there a bit where it's like, in the meditations, it's the meditations, right? Yeah, I find that right. quite easy to read. And there's a bit okay. where he's like, uh, there's a bit where he's like, whoa, what happens if it's all like a big evil wizard? <laughs> Isn't that that book? Well, so I like, I like that too. I found that, I, that was like, Whoa, mind blown. What if it is a big evil wizard? <laughs> or not evil, but like a cheeky wizard. Cheeky wizard. Deceptive che- wizard or something. Yeah, that, that's like yeah, it's like it's like Loki. It's like a it's like a, yeah. a, a cheeky's the right Deceiver. word for it. Yeah. But like yeah, it I so I think people people sometimes find that inaccessible, but I like that because and I also like that in Hegel. Hegel does that a lot where he'll say like, yeah. so what if what if there was another world that was just like our world except like different in this one way and then there were two worlds and then we were thinking it's like you know he, he does these hypotheticals a lot they're fun and but like nietzsche or nietzsche or however you, yeah uh that's like uh he loves it's that. really really accessible like many a rose has a thorn you know oh yeah good point good point <laughs> you know and what was that other thing i like he said um you know if someone's got a complaint don't give them a a big cushion give them a hard bed from which they can stand up from i i kind of get that i don't know if i agree with that but i think uh okay there are people like heidegger and stuff like that which i find just pretty kierkegaard yeah kierkegaard is pretty uh well kierkegaard likes the same things you do which is like the the sort of like 
existential stuff, right? Yeah, the kind of like not. I, I don't want to say misery because that's not exactly what both of you are, are after. Certainly not you. Kierkegaard's a little bit more miserable, but like the kind of uh, beautiful tragedies, yeah, uh, difficulties, yeah. things like that. He does like those. Yeah. Um, but, right. but, but Hegel Hegel says in like you're in, very in clever that, with philosophy, aren't you? I think I uh, yeah I spent a lot of time with it. Mm. It's uh I mean you know for better or worse again for Republic, my sins you know Plato's Republic everyone can get that surely that's pretty true yeah it's although like a kids book almost it's a little strange <laughs> now though right it's a little weird now though where like you get it you get it you get it that he's like and no poets are allowed I think like that's a most like, <laughs> but why. Like, why like, like, explain it oh, to me. Oh, yeah, least, oh, yeah. Like, I forgot about that. And the forums and stuff. The perfect form of uh, something or other. Yeah, that gets a bit weird, actually. You're right. That, but, that like, it is me. It is this question, right? Like, there's this... So, Hegel has this big book called The Aesthetics, which is, like, 600 pages long. Don't don't worry about it. But, like, it, ultimately... How many was, words on each page? Uh, one word on every page. It's pretty short. Uh, <laughs> no, no. It's, it's, it's very long. Uh, but, like, the... You know, the the... This is the silliest conversation. Sorry, I gotta get more serious. Sorry, it'll never get one. It won't. But uh, it, uh, you know, the the basic idea in the book is Hegel says, like, yeah, you know, art basically has three three um, three stages. The first one is sort of like uh, I think I think he calls it primitive or like folk art or something, which is like just you know signify or signified. Like I made a I made a rock because I made like a. I made this thing. It looks like a deer, right? Sure. Um, and then, and because I wanted to make something look like a deer, and then he says it, it comes into romantic, uh, and romantic is sort of like the next thing where you get abstraction, and then it's about it's about being abstract. And then he says the third thing is like when those two pieces of art, you know, essentially combine and create a new third thing, which is philosophy. And he says, you know, we're not there yet, but once we get there. Uh, once we get to philosophy, we can finally get rid of all this art and not do it anymore. We can just have philosophical conversations. And it's really like what he wants the most. He wants all the art to go away. And it's – at but first he's wrong it seems, because the problem is words. Right. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Hegel, Hegel is very optimistic about stuff that never comes to pass. Like right. <laughs> I agree. I'm 100% with you. It's it's You can't get past abstraction at any point. Like, but no like words – there's no words for – Seeing a dead body, right? There's no no words for that. I, I think uh, Cormac McCarthy gets pretty close when he says, "This is not sleep. This mm. is not sleep." I think that's that's pretty close. But I wonder if that's, that that's that kind of Buddhist thing of uh, yeah. talking in negatives, isn't it? It is. I wonder. I wonder if that's also because, like, when you read a lot of philosophy, I mean, like, so the reason I bring it up for Hegel is because, like, it is an interesting question and it goes back to what you were saying about. You know, this question of, like, what happens if everything's good and everything's fine? Like, would we even do anything? Like, would, wouldn't we just, like, not have a purpose anymore? And, like, I, I think, you know, that question is a lot scarier when you don't have, you know, with Plato, you don't have the state um, to to sort of, like, look at as a, as a you know, capital G good. And then with, you know, Hegel, Hegel sees the state and then the church, he famously loves the church without Christ. He just loves the Lutheran church so much, uh, but doesn't believe in God. <laughs> He's a very weird guy. Um, but like that, that kind of like grounding thing, if you're, if you're in a modern moment and you're like, I don't trust, like, I don't, I, I can't see anything as transcendentally meaningful. At that point, a dead body is even harder to, 
you you remove the abstractions until it's like almost unspeakable. That's sort of how I hear what you're saying there. You move the abstractions. Yeah, a lot to think about there. Sorry, I'm not able to come back with it. No, no, I'm, I'm mostly I'm making fun of myself. I, 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 whenever I get excited about an idea, I sort of uh, steamroll. But uh, let me ask, let me ask it in a question. So, in I'm, I'm one of the the game I'm most interested in playing is um, at this point of yours is uh, Pattern Circus, the the newest, I believe, newest sluggish morse. Um, yeah. One of the things that I've noticed in your games, and it's in this one, so I'm glad I can pin it down, is there is a um, a kind of like an emphasis on um, these figures, like figurative, kind of like sculptural, nearly human uh, uh, figures, sort of like uh, things that suggest a kind of like body but are not human or figural in a in a a typical sense um you know you can you can kind of like find some uh recognizable features on them but it is also still like tough to understand right there's arms there's a nose there's movement but it it feels like lumps clay organic Mm -hmm. things that are hard to to pin down um is there a, why do you, why do you, uh, I, I mean, I quite like it. Um, but I wonder like why your work sometimes tends towards this, like what, what is it about these sort of like abstract figural kind of like clay shapes that appeal to you? They, oh, how do I word this? Well, they've not got eyes. A lot of them don't have eyes. Right. Which, uh, which really gets, um, you know, if you want to make something cute, give it big eyes and, uh. <laughs> And it immediately makes it, um, without eyes, it immediately makes it hard for you to kind of uh, personify it or or anything like that. Like, um, if you see a lot of kind of horror films with aliens, a lot of them are kind of insectile and don't really have uh, eyes or at least don't have um, irises uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's, um, it's hard... I think that was a uh, that was part of it to kind of uh, push back on the player to make them, or or never push back against this kind of idea of um, of uh, submerging into into the story or something. Always always keep them at arm's length so they're appraising the the thing as a as a work as opposed to something they're in. Mm. That's a really interesting. Can 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 I like can I do the annoying thing and ask you to say more about that? Like the the idea of a work versus something that they're in? Yeah. Um it's um I mean it's uh there's this guy called Brecht. I heard of him. He's uh alright, but it's a bit kind of like arty or something. Yeah, very he... theatrical, <laughs> very theatrical. That's uh less arty, more theatrical. But he always did uh things like that of like uh I don't know. Stopping, stopping the play, and saying, "How's it going, guys? You enjoying this?" And then, <laughs> then it kind of became uh, a really cool thing in theatre and in comedy and stuff like that. There was like Spike Milligan, a good British comedian. Well, he's not really a comedian, but more kind of like a funny person. <laughs> he did poems and stuff like that. He would uh, before the show. He would say he would come out. Before he came out, um, not in a, in a, not coming out as in the idiom, but like he would come out on stage and say, "All right, audience, I know you must be uh, 
really stressed about being an audience tonight. But don't <laughs> worry, I've got faith that you're going to do a really good job at being an audience. And that, was, that kind of thing is quite nice. And then I saw a play which cemented it. It was this uh, really, really kind of obnoxious six-hour-long play. And... Um, <laughs> and they were really, really aware of what they were doing. I loved that. And I, they they let you know that they were aware of what they were doing, and they were happy with that. And at the end of it, there's this woman who, like, about two thirds through the play, decides to she starts playing a different character. She's like a I don't know an attractive forty five year old woman, but then about two thirds through the play, she rather offensively starts playing a Down syndrome girl. <laughs> Oh, no. Okay. And the whole thing ends, and you know how long it is. They kind of warn you how long it is. And it gets to this final dance number, which is just a beautiful song, beautiful dancing. But this woman, 45-year-old woman who's, well, I don't know if she's 45, but, you know. Yeah, sure. Nice kind of age. Um, (laughs) The uh, best age. One of the better ages, I would definitely say. Sure. Um, for for a woman. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> for a man, I'm not so sure, but for a woman, yeah. Um, but she she completely spoils this end song. She's mm-hmm. uh, in character as a as a as someone a with Down syndrome. Down syndrome, or I think oh yeah, I think they they refer yeah. And she just comes out in front of everyone and is like, we did it! Yay, we did it! And you're like, completely, you're, everyone's, I'm, you can't help so, but think, stop doing that, just go away, you're ruining the song. Yeah, it's at like the same time, this is so beautiful, and yeah. At, at the same time, you just, I just loved what they were doing. The, um, Interesting. You know, uh, they completely took you out of being, uh, what do you call it? Submerged, um, what, uh, immersed, immersed. That's it. That's your yeah. your ego is is uh, drifts off and becomes something <laughs> together with the work. Um, but they 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 didn't allow that. They didn't allow you right. to just kind of get into the song and start clapping along or whatever. They didn't allow that. I really liked that, and I kind of um, kind of started toying with that with uh sluggish moors and toying with that with um Dujano obviously has a lot of bits like that in it um so yeah i i don't know you know you just got to be honest with what you like when you're making something because you'd never know what other people are going to like most people yeah. have awful taste so <laughs> well you know it's it's one of those things where i think you know the, the two things like the 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 first is like the um the question of taste, like I, I, I don't argue with people on issues of taste because it like it, just like it's boring to me. Like if you want to argue about like what something's about or whatever, like it's cool if you're just like yeah, like you know, I like this or I don't like this. Like I don't I don't begrudge people that obviously. Um, but like, it's why ridiculous. don't you? Why don't I begrudge them? Well, certain things I suppose. Well, I but if, if someone likes something really awful. Well, Surely. then I begrudge them. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I, I don't typically begrudge them. I don't think there's too many things that are, like, legitimately awful enough to to find, like, upsetting. No? No, not really. I think there's stuff I don't care for. I find boringness very upsetting. 
you find it upsetting enough to like to be angry at someone? For me not to want to hang out with them. Could a friend like something so boring that you stop being friends with them? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah. No, fair enough. I don't think I'm I've got I don't think I've got any friends who are into sports, for example. Okay. Because that's just boring. <laughs> See, but I like sports. But I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, they are boring if you... I'm going to have to end this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. No, um, no. But, okay, people can just be bores about sports. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, guess like... I guess it's the person which is boring as opposed to the medium. Well, the but, medium. like, again, like, I, I see no reason to defend that medium. Like, I don't care if people like sports. It does... It really doesn't matter to me. Like, I can happily talk to... What about I bad comedy? Only... What happens if someone likes bad comedy? That means that they've okay, got a bad that... sense of humor. Okay, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that that that's rough. That's tough. Yeah, that that one might be... Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> you're very good at, at getting me into these questions that I just uh, then lose myself in. Um, you don't mind if someone's got bad taste. I just don't that's see... That's what you said, a... didn't you say that? Well, no, I just, like, I... Yeah, it is what I said. I I don't I don't care about arguing with people with bad taste. Let me say okay, that. Okay, that's different. Yeah. Like I, you know, if someone says like, "Oh, I love you know X thing," that I can't think of something like offensive. Like, I mean, I can think of something like if they say like, "Oh, I just love you know the Turner Diaries" or something like that. Yeah, okay, fine. Like, you know, like oh, I just like I I, I can't get enough of reading the works of Adolf Hitler. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, but like you know, something See, like I don't think that's boring. I think that's quite <laughs> it's not boring. That that's true. That's that's quite interesting. My my problem is boring. If they like they can't get they can't <laughs> get enough yourself. of uh, they can't get enough of James Corden or something <laughs> like that. Just surrounding yourself with violent fascists because you're like, yeah, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, no, but like, yeah, okay, James Corden's a good example. So J- James Corden is is like truly, you know. Dull, not funny, yeah. yeah, but like, and I, I agree with you. But like, if someone were to say, like, no, hey, I also, your... also, I just want to like walk back uh, about. I don't <laughs> think I would be friends with someone who just, just... fucking ate up with Adolf Hitler. No, I'm just I mean... kidding around with you. I know that. <laughs> don't worry. But yeah, like, I think, I think you know, if someone told me, yeah, I love, you know, I love that, I love James Corden, and I've had like, you know, a bunch of conversations with him about interesting stuff, and that's like a thing they enjoy and they don't push it on. They're just like, yeah, I, I think he's funny. And I say like, I just like, do not want to watch that stuff. And they say like, all right, like, I'm not going to try to convince them that he sucks. If they don't try to convince it, me that he's good and we can still have like interesting conversations. That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that, that kind of stuff. Like I, I, I and, and the reason I bring it up is because like, ultimately, like I had a professor who, who I, I, I steal this from him a lot, but like, you know, ultimately arguing about taste isn't so much an argument as it is just like shouting at someone. Like you can't really convince someone. Like if someone says, you know, you go up on a mountain and you see a beautiful vista or something, right? And you say like, wow, that, you know, the the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like, look at that vista. And the person you're with says, that vista sucks. It's the worst yeah. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I would say. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling really contrary today, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, like, well, there's nothing you can do about it. Like, what are you <laughs> it gonna sucks. Do? God, look at that. Fucking shit views. I can't. You can't convince them, I'm right? I'm going like, to do that. that next time I see a, vis- a vista? vista. Yeah, keep vista. it in mind. It's very rare that you see vistas, but you know, yeah. when you next do, ruin it for the other person. God, this is rubbish. I thought it would be great. Walked all the way up here. Oh, 
waste of my day. God. But like the, you know, like the the, the thing about it is like you're never gonna you're never gonna convince that person, right? Hey, I but think you, I've I've distracted you from a much much more interesting conversation which you were about to have about uh, something else. Not to oh no no but taste. Sorry. Yeah, no, that. this is this is good. This is exactly what the podcast is best at. I think. Um, but yeah, like uh, the argument about like taste, right? Like that that's taste. But if if it's an argument about politics, right? Like you can argue, and politics is is sort of like a larger idea here. So like it could be it could be about aesthetics. It could be about what a work means. That's probably a better way of doing it. Like it, you want to argue, like if I wanted to argue with you and say like go, going back to our Dujana conversation, if I say like Dujana seems political to me, and you say like well why, then. It, I can't just then go back and say, because I say so, right? I can say that, but that's boring. That's uninteresting. That's like, that. that's the end of an argument. It's, it's just like the worst way you can approach a text or any piece of art, right? Um, if you ask me why, I have to give reasons why. Or like, if I mm. say like, well, you know, you know, this, this, uh, you know, I wrote a, I wrote a chapter on Blood Meridian in my dissertation. Like if I really think Blood Meridian operates, I don't, don't ask me to, re- to recite. I, I couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, but if I like, if I were to argue that, if someone were to say like, okay, defend your reading of this, I should be able to defend my reading of it and say like, okay, I, yeah, here's why I think the book does that. And then they can say, here's why I think the book doesn't do that. Mm. You can argue back and forth. And that's interesting. But like, you know, ultimately if someone doesn't like, say someone doesn't like one of your games, right? Like if I'm talking to someone and I say like, I really like these Jackie and Spooner games and they say like, I just don't, I don't like it. There's not much I could do about it. If someone says like, I think they're offensive and like, this is, this is like why I think they don't have like a point, Mm -hmm. then there's like, I can actually kind of like start arguing with them. And I think like ultimately, you know, the question is in sluggish Morse about like, you know, um, uh, meaning and endings, the, the idea of like what comes after what comes if, you know, at the end of completion, um, you know, those, those ideas that you, you sort of have, have alluded to, like, those are ideas that ultimately you have to account for if you're playing the game. Like, you have to sort of be able to say, like, here's what I made of the questions the game asked me. And I think that's, that's something I really like about your work, um, that it, it, it poses pretty clear questions and pretty difficult questions to its audience. And then, mm. like, basically, you know, the provocation is we'll answer the question. Yeah. I think uh, I think you'll be sorely disappointed by Pattern Circus. <laughs> Why is that? I just don't think it works. I'm not oh, okay. happy with it. I'm not happy with it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, buy it though. Oh yeah, sure. No, don't worry. Find out for yourself. <laughs> Find out work. for yourself. <laughs> you, you came on this podcast to sell your games. <laughs> oh, shoot, so I did. Um, uh-huh. But I no, think a- now that I've got a bit of space from it, it's quite interesting for me to look at. But that's very selfish, isn't it? Um, no, it's art. Um, art's kind of yeah. Selfish, but remember it? when I said at the beginning, is it uh, not when it's a game? Because a game has to be mm. entertaining. That was something which uh, I said. Right, you did on. say that. And, yeah, um, that was that was one I of the clearest claims I think either of us has made. I don't the, think uh, I don't really think it's as entertaining as it could be, and mm. um, it's because of the incredibly difficult situation uh, I, I, I was in. And it's got this uh, real looking at it now. It's got this real murkiness, uh, kind of um, like a uh, like a, a kind of dirty dirty puddle or something is how it feels to me um mm. 
because of, and I can see that it's because of the, the mindset which the, everyone dying in the pandemic uh, caused, and also because of the incredible difficulties uh, of making it, with uh, having to make it just in the evenings because. I've got kids as well. I don't really like to say anything about my personal life, but uh, mm-hmm. online. But um, um, we weren't allowed to leave our house for for months, and yeah. uh, we were allowed to leave for an hour for a while, and that was it. So the only time I could work was getting uh, in the evening, and uh, and just uh, so it was uh, so it was very very difficult, and um, mm-hmm. and it's. It's uh, just, it's always apparent in my works that they reflect me. I think everyone, I think, <laughs> I think everything is autobiographical. This isn't autobiographical of you. This, uh, yeah. this, this conversation, well, everything is autobiographical. It should if be. You, yeah. If you, I think that's interesting. I mean, otherwise you get video games by committee. If you're, if you're sort of talking about the Brechtian urge, it's to, it's to sort of say like, yeah, everything's autobiographical, but also it's not just my autobiography. It's also yours, right? Exactly. Like it's to say like, yeah, you can't, you're not, you're not, you're not getting away from this one. Exactly. Um, so looking at it now is quite interesting if I kind of, but how do you market that? This is made by a person in a bad place at a bad time and it's uh, bad. <laughs> That's not something, uh, I mean, as a, as a, in terms of subjectivity, it's quite interesting. It's, mm-hmm. um, and, and I totally agree with you that subjective conversations are the most interesting. Sure. If, if that's what you were saying. Well, I think, I think like, conversations that force the people to engage with their subjectivity are interesting conversations that then say like, well, nothing, none of this means anything because it's subjective. I'm not super interested in those, but I am interested in ones where it's like, you gotta, you must become a subject of this conversation because Mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm acknowledging you as part of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's quite interesting there. There's a kind of, um, a messiness to it. Uh, and there's some things which I find pretty, pretty good about it, um, but I just think it's a uh, there's a there's something else needs to be tacked onto it. Do you think that it has to do a lot with like how, I mean, how we're just dealing with like this moment in time, like the 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 pandemic and and this because like I I have kids too and I completely relate with this idea that you know you. It is, it is a, um, I don't know, like it's a, it's a very sort of depersonalizing and strange thing to have to sort of shepherd kids through this because you, you become like, I don't know, like when you can't leave the house, when you can't be by yourself, uh, they start freaking out, you start freaking out. Like it's not, it's, it's a, it's a, it's tricky, I guess. Um, and I, like I, I can think of the podcasts I put out. Then I, like I, I did fits and starts. I had like good ones. I would stop for months. Like it, it is a, uh, it's not something I'm totally like my podcast output in the in the pandemic, which is essentially my, uh, you know, what little of of art is in there, uh, is is my art, and like you know, it's not something I'm super happy with necessarily, but also it feels somehow incomplete because I don't know what the end of this looks like. And it feels like that kind of needs to be there to to draw a, a circle. I don't know if you would agree with that. That it has to. We sort of have to know how the whole thing ends, right? Like you understand the the 
the middle of the conflict, right? The 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 idea of the pandemic. I mean, it might have been death, which you know that's another question. <laughs> but to sort of like understand the kind of like meat of yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm frustrated. I'm in the middle of this. Uh, you know, I yeah, can't go out frustrated. For an hour a day. That is, yeah, yeah. It feels like a, a frustrated work. Yeah. Um. And um. And. It has to, because it's a game, it has uh, two things it has to be in relationship with. It has to be uh, somehow in relationship with uh, entertainment and somehow in relationship with uh, a commercial quality, which uh, that doesn't really, uh, doesn't help if it's, uh, if it's uh, so frustrated. And thinking about it, um, that it needs, it needs a little extra. It needs an extra mm. character. It needs, a, it needs uh, some kind of... Um, thing before the end to uh finish that circle or something like that um and the problem is it was it kind of puts me in a very uh difficult mindset to to try and work on it again <laughs> so that's yeah. a bit of a problem like um that's a bit of a problem because i feel like i would like to i like to finish it or add a bit on so I would feel happier with it, but then it's just uh, very difficult um, to to do that. So yeah. so then I'm left with uh, either either kind of like uh, somehow working out time to to finish it and just you know getting over it, um, or or do I just leave it as it is and leave it. That's what it is, and uh, I'm quite obviously that's what I've done, and uh, yeah. it seems quite um, quite interesting at that. I think the soundtrack is is where I put a lot of the effort, and the, I, f I found at the time the the music of the game absolutely addictive, um, addictive yeah. in a very abs abstract kind of way. I agree. Um, I like this, these lyrics, these. Uh, these weird experimental choices, which continued to surprise me every time I listened. I mean, it's a very, very long soundtrack, but um, so that's that's why it's cost fifteen pounds with the soundtrack because I think the soundtrack is kind of uh, worth that asking price. Yeah, um, no, I agree. But um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? No, I think you, it's I think it's an interesting thought. I, I, you know, the the thing that um, I'm kind of getting stuck on as a as a sort of productive question is this idea of what um, the value of the value of kind of like an an a, an unfinished object is. And this is something that's always fascinated me, right? Like the idea of a. Um, you know, there there are these there are these poems that people will write or or films they'll make or novels they'll write or whatever that that are clearly unfinished. You know, one of my favorite novels is um, Roberto Bolaño's Twenty Six Sixty Six, and like kind of at the center of the the novel is this question of completion, and also you know not only because but also because um, Bolaño died before it was published, right? Mm. Um, and so these mm. questions of like incompletion are super interesting to me, and like I part of me thinks an incomplete object, a frustrated object, or like a, a, a game that doesn't quite succeed by its own creator's standards is like sort of a perfect, it's sort of a perfect thing for the era of COVID. This yes. idea of like 
coming close to something and not quite getting there. You know, I think that's like there's something very valid about that and something very valuable for a player. I also think like that also kind of maybe makes maybe sort of like diminishes what you do as an artist to say that to say like, well, thanks for no, not at all. thanks for making this thing that speaks to me personally about like, I don't know, like it, it I think it's just a question, right? Like, is it you know, if if you did complete it, right? Like if you did finish it and I said, gosh, I, I just liked it. I liked it so much better when it wasn't complete. Yeah. I think it's a valid thing to say, but I think it's a complicated thing to say. It is um, a complicated thing to say. And if I, if I were to complete it, if I were to, you know, so the idea would be that the world is, everything sentience is going to, is near this end point. And uh, it would, it would, there's not really any reference to that in the game. Uh-huh. Um, it's just this kind of uh, thing there, and things are becoming a bit kind of uh, weird. And mm. um, there's not, nothing referring to that in the game. If I was to bring that, it would just be a different... It would be quite apparently about something else. Um, yeah. So so that's quite, uh, it's quite interesting. Um, I think I probably need to do that actually now I'm talking about it. Well, can I, can I ask you something about, about your process in general, which is, um, you know, what I say, can I, I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, you could choose not to answer it, I suppose. Uh, this idea of something in the background, like the, the unspoken thing, right. That, that, that the piece is about, but, but is not explicitly said, I mean, is this something that you feel, other works of yours have intentionally gone for i could i mean i can see it in um i can see it in your process i can see it in dujana like there there are these things sort of like at the corners of the of the game as like these bigger existential questions or, or problems or issues that um aren't you know necessarily explicitly drawn out for you know because some of them cannot be explicitly brought out if, if they're death or difficulty or impossibility things like that i mean how much is this unspoken element uh important in your games or do you want to massive massively important massively important and um i can tell you what they are as well but it doesn't matter um Mm -hmm. uh, but it does it's nice to know yeah uh, (laughs) let me just open my uh itch page and i can just go go through some of the themes which i think the games are about spoiler Um, warning for uh jack and spooner's themes well, it's not, not really I'm, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I guess Dujana is quite hard to kind of pinpoint, but I guess it's this thinking for yourself and um, that death of the author kind of thing. Beeswing is uh, my probably next biggest game. Um, and uh, it might be, it's kind of uh, said explicitly that it's a autobiographical game, but uh, <laughs> I would not trust me as far as you could throw me um it's it's beeswing is for for me but that's you know i only made it you know for the player it's way more important what it means um is about um the line between tackiness and sincerity Mm. um that's the kind of thing which i had in the background christmas game is uh is about um it's about how easily uh, it is to spin a yarn if you have a a, a kind of um, a backdrop. If you if mm. you have already got a, a picture, it's easy to draw little pictures inside it. Um, 
Mm. Sluggish more, as I said, is about this kind of nothingness, this idea of uh, of uh, can you turn something into nothing? What does that even mean? Um, that's the kind of thought process we chose there. What else? Will you ever return is just a kind of a... What was I thinking? God, that was one of my first games, if not... Yeah, it's my first released game. Hard to I think was, back that far. It is. It is. Um, I think it's about Polish Catholicism, to be honest. <laughs> um, which is uh, funny. I mean, why not, right? Um... Mitt and the doll, I would say that's throwaway. Uh, that was just, that was, it was this thing called game jams where you would have to make a game oh, very, yeah. very quickly. And it was one of those. And I just wanted to be a bit kind of obnoxious. Mitt Romney had just lost against Obama. And I thought it would be good to kind of uh, have a, have a kind of, let's see where Mitt Romney is in, in a few years' time. And he's become this really aggressive <laughs> sexual deviant. <laughs> I like that you said, I like that it says this game is for a mature audience only. Please do not view the explicit content as a reason to play. Yeah. Very good. Uh, um, Vessel is about how shit birthdays are. Mm. Um, it doesn't seem like it at all. But, uh, Mammoth is... Uh, this is only about me, though. It doesn't matter, really. A mammoth mm-hmm. has this kind of um, is a, a kind of piss take of in indie indie things about how um, how generous a audience is when when they're told it's art. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, Absolutely. So so that's what it is. Um, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Oh no! Then there's uh, "Will You Ever Turn in the Hood," which is very quite controversial. Now he plays a, it's all, is very kind of um, relative to me being Scottish, but um, how black people are portrayed in the media mm-hmm. is very uh, interesting, um, because you have uh, American black people. I mean. Um, right, 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 and in, especially in American media, I would assume. In American media. So you have yeah. this kind of Will Smith, uh, um, memeable uh, kind of thing. But then also you have, uh, you know, Trayvon Martin and all these people being killed. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just daily. Oh, yeah. it's. It, I mean, that's part of the reason. Yeah, I, I stopped the podcast for a while. It just felt it felt especially like in the middle of George Floyd and, and the the height of that, it just felt, everything felt so, you know, trivial compared to just what was happening. Like the, 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 the constant murder of innocent oh, people. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, it's, um, you're just playing this kind of a silly, silly kind of rap thing. This kind of comic comic book rap world, but if you read any of the papers, it's all about um, black kids being killed, which mm. is pretty tasteless. But um, I don't care. Well, as it's like again, like this is like I think the I think the review here is actually kind of nice, where it's like sort of like the it, it deliberately treads the line between wacky kitsch and tragic sincerity. And there's a way that like there's a way that wacky kitsch is one of the only ways that you can approach. Um, or, or sort of like absurdity or, or any of these things are, are the only way you can approach like, um, 
absolute tragedy or, mm. or something that, that like that just bat like um, it, it makes it difficult to even put it into, into any sort of like recognizable uh, frame. It's so bad. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, there is always this, this kind of, kind of idea which I had, but that's kind of changing now. That's mm. like with all these things to kind of bring it back to one of your first questions. It's kind yeah. of changing now. I used to have an idea and think how how to best portray it, and and then kind of like siphon out the ideas which would be best portrayed through some kind of interactive media. Or I don't. It's not exactly interactive. It's more kind of non-linear that you can come across different things at different times. Like um, like a book of aphorisms or a book of quotes, you can just pick and mix through, and it will kind of have a holistic meaning through it. But now it's it's changing. So yeah, so so those were the kind of ideas which were, which I I kind of sought costumes for, sought sought to dress up in as games. But now yeah. it's now it's a bit different. It's kind of looking at um, games and uh, and then seeing seeing what ideas come out of them. And then I think Pattern Circus is the first one, which is really about that, of um, look what a game can do and then how, yeah, we've got this costume of a game, what is the dance? And, uh, yeah, maybe Dujan was was touching on that, but not entirely. Mm. Uh, Yeah, very interesting question, very insightful question. Um, Oh, thank you. I wonder if other game developers have that sort of thing. You mean an arc? No, I mean uh, have have some kind of uh, weird abstract question. I don't mean weird. Oh, but, um... yeah, no, no, no. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I I wonder that too. Um, it's something that I think about a lot. With um, I mean, even with like sort of, it's harder to pin down and and often less interesting in like AAA games or whatever. But I, I think about this a lot. Something at like the corner, something unsayable or un un. Uh, too abstract to, to pin down in, in any way other than like a, a feeling. Feeling um, or a question or a, yeah. or a kind of area to point people in. Yeah. And that's, I, f- I kind of worry that there's a immediate assumption that games are art. And of course, you know, this is a boring conversation. Of course they are. What else could they be? But um, are they very, are they, are they good art? <laughs> Do right. they have much to say? I worry that I worry that uh, actually they don't have much to say, or a mm. lot of a lot of people don't say much. <laughs> I think that's true. <sighs> I also, but I also think like you're you know you going back to something you said early on, and like the the fact that this is sort of like a medium looking for a message. Like I think that is ultimately what you can get out of video games and thinking about them as art, in that like the medium itself has a kind of relationship to its producer and its consumer that that is at its core like it speaks to some element of art right like it has like concerns that are in like ipso facto artistic so like you know uh, you know whether or not people are actually like doing art with it uh, i think i think you know uh, kind of is based on the the situation you find yourself in. Like some games do and some games don't just like some books do and some books don't or some paintings do and some paintings don't. But like, well, I guess you had a, you get, you had a, a Hegelian definition of art earlier, didn't you? Yeah. No, you, uh, well, then, I, I, 
and I then there's recited a... Hegel's version anyway. I don't I don't agree with his version, but I do think there's something to the idea of um, art trying to constantly get outside itself. Yeah. Also, there's different types of art as well. There's kind of mm. like the art of graphic design, which isn't saying anything. Is you know how how nice a bollard looks or something like that. Um, <laughs> right. You know, that's not really so nice. not much to say. <laughs> so, like, I guess it could say something, you're right. You know, wow, look at the phallic supremacy of that bollard or something like I that. I love a good bollard, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, and then there's the kind of art of craft, you know, the art mm. of uh, baking or the art of pottery or something like that, which very often, you know, crosses the line into the third definition, which is what we were talking about, the capital A art, the art which is exclusively about meaning. Um, and, uh, and that kind of muddies the waters, this, uh, multiple definitions of, of the word, um, where you have, uh, you know, there's a definite craft to game making, but it's not, doesn't necessitate having much to say. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, that was no. boring. Sorry. Uh, no, no, you're right. I, I, it almost feels like it, 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 it's, it's too obvious to say, but I also yeah. feel like. The question of, you know, well, do games count as art is something that people are still obsessed with. And I think, you know, saying out loud, like, some can be and some just doesn't say anything is, is like, that's that's probably an important step because we're, we're willing to say that about most every other form of art. Whereas yeah. games have to be presented as this kind of monolith as a medium, which is, um, you know, it doesn't really help anyone. Mm. Do you, so the kind of medium of, a film mm -hmm. wasn't seen as art. Correct. Yeah, for a long time. For about thirty years, until uh, until um, real film stars started coming out, like Asta Nielsen and uh, oh, I can only name Asta Nielsen to be honest. <laughs> that works. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and that's that's just completely mad, isn't it? These, yeah, uh, it's it's. It's wild to it's wild to sort of like it's wild to see it right because like the or to think about it that way because you it's sort of I think in everyone's mind film of course can be art because we we sort of understand you know not even out even outside of like there are great films you could also like well there's experimental films so of course like it's kind of breaking boundaries it must be art but yeah. like yeah I think I think you can even go back to photography, right? This, I, the idea, like people were like, well, this is just mimesis. It doesn't help. You know, this is an art. It doesn't count. Mm. Um, it's wild. Like it, it, it's crazy to think about, you know, I guess the difference with, time, uh, the difference with film is it, from the very beginning, it was trying to say something. Correct. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the, true. Uh, it, it, it may be in fact true that photography was simply about mimesis for quite a long time. But it, it just takes a while for people to kind of uh, understand the language of it or something, I don't know. But I, I find that bizarre to think that uh, it just it just took a fantastic actor to for people to realise, oh, wow, <laughs> oh, there is art. There we go. There's a great, great clip you can see of Asta Nielsen doing an erotic dance on YouTube. And it's like, <laughs> it's like twerking from the 1910s and it's you know it's brilliant <laughs> well i'm absolutely going to look that up <laughs> yeah, um, dude, dude, it's great. but the uh you know i think like the the yeah the the question of like it's just funny because like you you think about you think about games and it feels almost feels almost like 
silly then to say the same thing like well in a couple of years we'll sort of this debate will be over and like you know you, you'll see some people saying you know okay like this stuff can be you know these games can be really good and, and we're, we're sort of looking at it as a form that has you know it's 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 popular stuff it's non-popular stuff it's like interesting stuff it's not interesting stuff but it, it feels like even that even that claim feels very like bold in a certain way when it's it really taking something for right? granted isn't it yeah it is you're right well it's taking a number of things for granted including the amount of time we might have to make it into a medium right like going back to your sort of thought about like maybe what's left is the next hundred years right yeah nice nice yeah wow we keep coming back to 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 nice little uh bookmarks i i've kept you so long um let me ask you let me ask you i love a, a talking final... with you we should talk oh, all the time you. Well, let's do it. Yeah, let's absolutely. I would love to have you back on and well, like just chat not on the podcast. That'd be great. Sure. Yeah, this is sure. great. We've uh, I have so many other things I could talk about as well. Um, but okay. Yeah. There's um there's something which uh which people really misinterpret about my my stuff, which I think we keep on touching on, is this kind of death thing, and uh, mm. everything's uh very. I think it's very funny very uh there's something incredibly funny about the tragic and there's something um very tragic about the comedic <laughs> or something like there's all these weird uh, relations things have with each other and um i think a lot of uh especially younger north american audiences can't really pick up on it mm. um the things can be more than one thing at a time it can be a uh, very sad, but also absurdly funny. Yeah. Um, well, it's 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 about um, you know, it's about like recognizing. I'm trying to think of like a good way to say this. Like it, it it's about how the you know when you have accepted. I'll, I have a good example. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, maybe not, but I seems no. To I'm, me... I'm bringing it up because I think you might have uh, something to say about it. Yeah. Sure. No. It's like there's a there's a um. You know, the, the, the famous story in the Titanic is this idea of, you know, when the Titanic was going down, the band played on, right? Um, and that, that is, is funny. That is yeah, funny. Right, exactly. It's, it's of course, extremely <laughs> tragic. Like, those, those people died, but, like, they just played while the boat sank. Like, I wish they had a recording of that as the double uh, yeah, bass like starts to yeah. go under. Yeah, exactly. Like there's, there's something deeply funny about it. And I, I yeah, uh, I think. Good example. Thanks. Yeah, I think there's like, there is this, there is this sanctity around this stuff that we're, we're so unwilling to be like, yeah, no, that's. There's something quite funny about that, too. It's, it, when you, when you recognize that it's it's going to happen to you too. Or like, it's, you know, it's, it's an inevitability. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, that's the human condition right there. There's a game, uh, called lovers at the end of no. Oh gosh. I've forgotten everything. It's by Anna Anthro uh, anthropy or something. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's very, you've got like a minute and it's like a text adventure thing. You've got a minute to kind of like confess your love or something like that. And then, then the world explodes. And uh, when I first oh played God. it, I was crying with laughter. It was so funny. But then I was actually playing it at an event. So there was other people playing it, finding it profoundly, like, uh, well, not profoundly, Moving. Finding, finding it like, oh, my goodness. Oh. And uh, I thought it was just just funny. Maybe I'm just a, 
No, sickle is... or something, but that's that's so funny. Just trying to quickly. I love you. And, oh uh, my gosh! Yeah, no, I, I actually, I've never played it, but you can play. <laughs> you can play it as a flash game immediately, um, and I just played it while we were talking. Yeah, <laughs> and it is. It is like literally. You just start spamming it. You're like, no, yes. no, no. I thought that was funny. Yeah, uh, you can like you can try and have like extremely quick sex. Like it's it that's is, great. It is just, yeah, wow, that's... Oh, I thought that I, was a great I, game. I thought that was... Uh, I think she's it's really lovely. good. Yeah, I... That... I gotta admit, that's a that's a great game. <laughs> and, yeah. and it does. Like, it is... I, I think, you know, one of the things that is true about saying it's funny, right, is, is also acknowledging that, like, it is still tragic, right? Like, yes. you can hold yeah. both of those things in your hand at the same time. Again, like, a very sort of dialectic approach. But, like, being able to hold those things... Um, in your hand at the same time, it's like, I absolutely understand that the game is produced in a way to, you know, cause it's like, it's, I think it's called like queers at the end of the world. And it's like, yeah, okay. I get it. This is like, this is like unspoken desire that is finally spoken only at the moment. It doesn't matter. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's tragic and it's sad. And like, I feel like you can acknowledge that, but also acknowledge the like, the deeply human absurdity of it too. And like having, you know, being afraid to sort of like say, yeah, this is pretty silly um, mm-hmm. because you're worried people will call you on it is, um, and I'm not saying like, oh, it's cancel culture or whatever, no. but like it is, it, it's, it's a, it's a social fear. It's a fear of, of being awkward or, or wrong or um, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, now, that's very I, interesting. I mentioned uh, a second ago that it can work the other way as well, that you can have mm. uh, uh, something which is comedic, but actually, in truth, it's it's tragic. Can you think right. of an example of that? Oh, good question. Because um, I'm not sure if I can. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a. Uh, hmm. I, th- I, I, I think that probably it probably does exist, but I'm not sure. Oh yeah, it certainly does. I like for whatever reason, all I'm thinking of is that. Uh, but it, it's just an example of the former again that uh, that Jerry Lewis, uh, the day the crown, the day the clown cried. Um, the, this film about like the clown who is in the concentration camp that never will be released ever, but uh, it's just oh, wow. yeah, completely completely tasteless. Yeah, it's it's a it's a thing. Um, the the estate of Jerry Lewis is very very uh, serious about not letting that uh, that out there. Oh, but um, yeah, I'm sure it'll get there somewhere sometime. There's always there are uh, there are clips of it. Um, very, yeah, very troubling. It, yeah, no, for sure. It's it's a uh, and Jerry Lewis is the clown, so it's like, yeah, he was. Uh, I know, right? He uh, died recently, didn't he? He did, uh, which is why people are saying it'll eventually come out because you know they can only hold off so long. Um, I guess. Do you know Peter Falk, Columbus? Yes. Yes. Turns out he's an amazing actor. Oh, he's in, he's an incredible. You know what? I, here's an interesting piece of um, of personal trivia that I don't know if I've ever shared. Um, the uh, I uh, my father is an actor. I've shared this before. My father's an actor, and his uh, his mentor or one of his mentors uh, who he worked with uh, dated Peter Falk for a while. Um, they were they were involved uh, like when they were both in acting school. Um, They're both Meisner students, I think. He's in a film called, um, oh, I'm so bad with names, but it's about this, uh, 
woman, 45 years old, good age for a woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, back to it. Yeah, great oh, age. Yeah, great age. Oh, yeah. And she's uh, having a bit of a crisis with alcohol or something like that. And he it's Columbo, but he's an amazing oh. actor. I mean, yeah. he, Peter Falk is Columbo for me. I didn't realize he was in anything besides Columbo. And it was like the most surprising film I've seen ever. Like, yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen or anything. And uh, he's great. And uh, I guess there's something about comedy tragedy there as well. But, uh, sure, of course. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm sure I'll think of it right when we're off. I know, I, I know, I know. I'm trying yeah, to grasp it's gotta be, yeah, here. People are screaming about it. Um, do people you know, listen I mean, you to could, your podcast? Uh, some do. Yeah, well, they're out there. Yeah, uh, we get a we get a decent. I think we get like we get decent numbers. I suppose. I it's, what's a decent number? I, don't I shouldn't know. say this on a podcast. Sorry. That's no, I mean who knows? I, question. I, I, well, I'll I'll say I think I think we get about a thousand downloads a show. Um, Are you joking? Oh I'm my not. gosh! And I'm talking such drivel. Oh no, people will love it. Don't worry. Oh my goodness grief! I should have told you oh, at the beginning. My gosh. <laughs> Delete the whole episode. <laughs> Delete it now. Gee whiz. I've not said anything bad, have I? Anything no, incriminating? nothing at all. Nothing. No, 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 no. We did say 45 is a wonderful age for a woman. I think that's good. I think that's an okay thing. Is that say. sexist? <laughs> no, I think it's, I think it's nice. It shouldn't come it's also just objectively true. It's a wonderful age to be. <laughs> when does the menopause hit? <laughs> uh that 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 discussion would be sexist because i don't know um uh, uh, well two couple of guys talking about the menopause <laughs> we're we're experts <laughs> yeah, okay right i think right. might might have to uh yeah maybe we should wrap up. what i've talked about yeah maybe we should wrap up <laughs> gee whiz well, I'm going to have you on again and we can talk about let, let's next time let's talk about comedy. Let's make it a whole episode about comedy. Okay. Uh that sounds I, like yeah. that sounds like it would be productive. Hey, can I can I can I end with a joke then? Oh, uh, please. Like um uh, Do it. one of my well, actually a few of my favorite comedians have died recently, but um just the other day this guy called Barry Cryer died. He's a British mm. uh not exactly comic. He's uh I would seems to be a theme with British comics. Funny kind of writer, kind of wit or something like that. Anyway, told jokes in a way which uh, people didn't really tell jokes anymore. Mm. <laughs> really good jokes. Oh my gosh, I love them. I'm going to kind of, my next game is going to have them. I'm going to try and interpret these old-fashioned kind of jokes into them. He was really old. He was like late 80s when he died. So he's that okay. kind of... Uh, era it's that kind of so um three guys going about and uh they, f they find a cave oh wow and in this cave uh they find a, a lamp and one of the guys picks it up and gives it a rub and what do you know it's a magic lamp oh, and it pops a it pops a genie and says uh uh gosh thanks for getting me out that lamp uh that was rubbish in there um I'm gonna grant you three wishes, um, and like, yeah, it's brilliant. Three wishes each, I have to say. So it's that kind of long joke. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, those so, are the uh, only kind. Only My kind. Opinion. Yeah, yeah. So the first guy says, "I will. Well, I want. I want a, a billion, a billion dollars. They're American. Uh, I want a billion dollars." 
Great American uh, accent. Seamless. Gee. Um, no, they're Scottish. I want a billion pounds. And bada bing. <laughs> nah, bada bing's American, isn't it? Oh shit, I'm bad at telling jokes. Fuck. Um, and he's, he looks at his account and he's got a uh, billion dollars. And the next guy thinks, oh, I want to one-up this guy. He says, well, I want to be the richest guy in the world. And the genie goes, bada-bing, and he's got a hundred million dollars. Oh, actually, that's probably not the richest guy in the world, is it? Oh, he's the richest no. guy in the world. Uh, um, the next uh, guy, the third guy goes, well, for my first wish, I want my right arm to constantly swing round in a clockwise motion. And the genie goes, okay, bada-bing, and immediately his arm starts swinging around in a clockwise mo- motion constantly. Brilliant. And, uh, and second wish, uh, well, I want to I wanna be married to the sexiest, most gorgeous woman ever. Poof, she appears next to him. Ah, and they've got wedding rings. Brilliant. The second guy goes, well, I want to be the best-looking, uh, most uh, charming guy so that I can uh, get any woman I want. All right, pop on. And immediately, this guy's wife starts going, checking him out for, oh, he's a bit of all right. <laughs> and the third, the third guy goes, well, I want my left arm to constantly be swinging in an anti-clockwise uh, motion. Shazam! That's the noise genies make. Shazam! Not bada-bing. Fucking hell. Shazam, the genie goes. He's not Italian. He's a... Shazam! And, uh, He's suddenly not Italian. That was that was an unspoken wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone like an ant or something in the near vicinity wished that he wasn't Italian anymore. Shazam! <laughs> and the guy's left arm starts swinging around constantly in a anti-clockwise manner. Oh wow! Okay, last wish, guys. All right. Well, I wish to live. The first guy goes. I wish to live. Uh, 150 years and be in perfect health all those time, all that time. Okay, shazam! Immediately, yeah, his complexion fills out and he's all right. The second guy goes, well, I, wanting to one-up him, goes, I want to live forever and be constantly 28. Shazam! He kind of becomes younger, whatever. Um, and the third guy goes, well, I want my head to constantly be nodding up and down really ferociously. Shazam! His head starts <laughs> rotting up and down really ferociously. And uh, anyway, uh, that's uh, thanks for releasing me for the us Catch you later. Uh, and then the guys decide that after 20 years that they're going to meet up and uh, see how each other is doing. And the first guy goes, uh, you know, she's great. And I've got loads of money. I've... Uh, being able to go wherever I want, do whatever I want, and she's great in bed. Wow, let me tell you, wow. The second guy goes, ah, I've got so much money, I've been trying to give it away, and I've given to so many charities, I'm still the richest guy in the world. It's amazing. I have to say, she is great in bed. Ho, ho, ho. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, they both look to the third guy, who's got his arms swinging and his head nodding. He goes, guys, I think I fucked up. <laughs> okay, that's what. Sorry, it was a bit of a long joke to end on, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's such a good joke. Such a good joke. Oh, oh man. Great.
Oh, I'm ask everyone to end with the joke now. This is new. This is end my new with thing. a joke. Oh, Someone's wow. gonna have to end with the joke. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna warn them to. <laughs> I didn't realize oh. I was uh, so poor at telling jokes, but uh, oh no, that was that was great. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Jesus, that's a, I like that. So um, okay, cool, great talking with you, Trevor. Yeah, and, good um, talking with you too, Jack. Go by Jack's Games, by the way. Uh, Itch.io. Uh, you can just look up Jack Kingspooner on Google. You'll get that first. Or just jackspinoza.itch.io. They're all yeah. good. Um, don't oh, listen thanks to very much. Thanks yeah. very much. I think they're all worthwhile. They might not be good, oh, but go. uh, they're definitely worthwhile. <laughs> That's a democratic way of putting it. And that is yeah, nice. You... Yeah, very, very thoughtful. <laughs> all cool. right, great. And yes, come on again. I want to talk uh, comedy with you. Definitely, definitely. Wonderful. Nice. All right, bye. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to No Cartridge. If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash no cartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash Hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-E-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.